All right, here we are, another Sunday morning. We're ready to go. And how about them Lightning? How about them Celtics? Mm -hmm. Remarkable runs right now. Um, of course, the Stanley Cup Finals going to be starting any day now. Um, again, we're recording on Friday, so I don't know the results of Saturday's game. Um, between the Lightning and the Rangers, but um, I do I do believe we have an update. Um, no wait, so Steph Curry's back, mm -hmm. which is good, and of course we'll talk the NBA Finals soon as well. We also have got some big NFL news. Some big contracts were just signed by some Rams players, um, and of course we've also got a Raiders deal. We got Tinkle on this, a broadcasting change. Um, we'll see um, who that is in just a moment. Let's start with the takeaways. I think you started last week, so I'll give it the go. Yeah, I think you're right. So I'll give it the go to start. So last week on the show, I mentioned, I mentioned to you they were down 2 nothing. Tampa Bay was, and I said, I'm not panicked yet. If you recall, I said, I'm not panicked yet. If they go down mm -hmm. big at the end of the first period in game mm -hmm. three, then I'm going to be alarmed. Right. Well, the Lightning just climbed their way right back into the series. Um, of course, they won, I believe, three to or four to two on Sunday. I believe mm -hmm. they won three zip on Tuesday and then Thursday this week they won three to one in New York, which by the way, New York has only lost once or twice. Well, that was their second loss at home this entire playoffs. So Crazy. let me just <laughs> say this though. To all the haters out there who are saying, you know, we want to see somebody new. We're sick of seeing the lightning win, you know. And we've had a friend in that group that said it. Get over <laughs> it. Get over it. Because you know what? Let me just tell you something. If it was one of your teams that was going for three straight titles, you'd be all over us, you know, saying how great they are. And, you know, right. you all would be dancing around. So don't hate us because, you know, like I said, haters just hate because they aren't us. And not to mention, should I also say this, the Lightning have done it, or they climbed back into the series without Braden Point. Mm -hmm. A big, big loss. Braden Point's easily the best player in the league. And not even being biased, Braden Point is probably the best player in the league right now. Right. And then you've got... Um, then on top of it, they didn't buy these titles, Okay. Every piece on that roster, I believe, other than a couple trades here and there, most of them, it was built. It wasn't bought. See, I like the teams build their teams than buy yeah. their teams. Because there are a lot of sports teams that buy their teams, and I'm not going to name names because, you know, I don't want to offend anybody. Um, but the teams that really... Do it hard, yeah, and you know, put a lot of a lot into their team with like drafting really well, progressing them to being that kind of team. Yeah, I give a lot more credit 
than having to go out and like, oh, you know, we have a lot of cast space. Let's use it to go after some of the top-notch free agents. And there's nothing wrong with that. At least grab, like, maybe a one and then you build around it. But if you can build it, it means that, like, you're willing to do what it needs to It takes greater pride, one and two. Then you're also taking the time to develop your younger talent into being big stars. So... Yeah. Well, here's the other thing. I will say this about Rangers fans as well. Um, And to the Rangers in general, if you really thought that they were going to win against the Lightning in five, if you really thought they were going to sweep the Lightning... You are mistaken, okay, because there's a reason that they're the back-to-back champions. I get that streak ended of winning after a loss, but, you know, you can't count out the back-to-back champs. Now, I don't want to jump the gun on anything Stanley Cup-wise. We'll talk that next week, Um, but I will say this about the Rangers as well. They're a good team, but... I will say, and I'm going to double down from last week, they shouldn't have been here in terms of the uh, Stan- or the uh, Eastern Conference Final here. Okay? The only reason right. they're here is because Pittsburgh choked. Plain and simple. Um, you know. And the other thing about Rangers fans, I don't want to... I don't want to, you know stereotype or anything in a way but being in new york chances are they are yankees fans so those who are also crying about the rangers winning or i'm sorry the lightning winning every single year um keep in mind now you all know also how us yankees haters feel as well because the yankees won 27 world series and that's constantly rubbed in our face every single year whenever we try to say, oh, Yankees suck or, you know, F the Yankees. So I'm kind of just sick of hearing about it. I'm sick of hearing butthurt Rangers fans. So with that, I'm not going to waste any time on those losers. Okay. I'm not going to waste any more time on those losers. So um, let's move on. More NHL news and kind of some big news out of Buffalo. Two goalies um, involved in this one. Um, ben Bishop has been dealt to the Buffalo Sabres um, in exchange for a seventh-round pick. Of course, Ben Bishop has a chronic knee injury, likely not going to be able to play again due to the injury. Um Of course, if you remember Ben Bishop, he led the NHL in the 2015-2016 season with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, He held a two-goal average per game. And, of course, um, he was also the guy who was ahead of Andre Vasilevsky on the depth chart before getting dealt to the St. Louis Blues. So, um, big, I mean... If you recall Ryan Callahan a few years ago, um, Ryan Callahan got dealt to the Ottawa Senators because he had a career-ending injury and Ottawa had the cap space. But Ryan Callahan announced his retirement. Ben Bishop has refused to announce his retirement at 35 years old. Maybe there's a chance he suits up for the Sabres. 
Maybe, just maybe. I doubt it. But that possibility could be out there. Hmm. Um, and if he does... Sure. If he does, even if we get him at 60-70%, even if the Sabres get him at 60-70%, he'd still be the best goaltender on the <laughs> roster. So True. Um... But also, the Sabres will be retiring Ryan Miller's number um, this season. Of course, speaking of great goalies with the Sabres, um, Ryan Miller, of course, um, was in Buffalo today, actually, with his family. Um, and, of course, he showed his kids, you know, around the locker room, around the arena. Um, it's good to see that the Sabres are doing right by Ryan Miller because I still insist that the worst thing they did was deal him away. Um, you know, it's, it sadly does happen in all sports. Yeah, still, I it's mean, it's a business. Yeah. They gotta do what's best. Look for their business look, and cap space yeah. reasons and all that other stuff. Well, look at what the Sabres have done since Ryan Miller got dealt. Do I need to explain anything more on that? No. <laughs> so, I think we'll leave it at that, but Ryan Miller, of course, big impact on the Sabres, of course. He was part of two. There's been, in that span, there were three great Sabres goalies. Two two of the three were probably the, one of the, two of the three were probably the greatest in the NHL in their prime and those two, of course, um, Dominic Hasek, which, you know, Dominic Hasek was a part of that Stanley Cup roster. Um, the one that lost in the Stanley Cup in the late 90s. And then, of course, um, Ryan Miller and then Marty Biron as well. Um, and Marty Biron now a commentator with the Sabres uh, broadcast network there. But... I would say definitely it goes Hasek, Miller, Biron in that order. But anyway, um, let's move on. This one's an intriguing one, and I might say also butthurt is the word to describe this one. Um, very, very butthurt. The PGA Tour has announced on Thursday that they will be suspending Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, and have thrown out another threat to any future golfer who plans to leave the PGA Tour to join this rival LIV Tour, which is Saudi-funded. Um, that Again, the PGA Tour will indefinitely suspend any golfer that leaves the PGA Tour to join this one. And again, I, I can't stress enough, this just... Uh, now look... I, I, I don't want to dive too deep into the politics of Saudi Arabia, but we know they have human right violations. Um, we're very aware of that. But I will say, this just, I mean, putting the politics aside, this just looks like a butthurt teenager who just lost their prom date to their best friend. <laughs> Not that the LIV tour, or I'm sorry, to their... Um, Worst enemy, okay. But could you imagine if Josh Allen? I'm just gonna throw that name out there. 
Um, he was the first football player I thought of. Not because I looked at your uh, Bill shirt, but um, could you imagine if Josh Allen left the Bills to play for the USFL or the XFL? <laughs> and the that NFL came out the next day and said, you're suspended for the year because you don't want to play in the NFL? Could you imagine what kind of eyes that would, you know, could you imagine what that would do to the NFL's image? It would, it would derail it big time. Yeah. Not only would Josh Allen leaving derail it, but the fact that they went and suspended him because their butt hurt would make it even worse. This is just a publicity nightmare. I mean, even, you know... You, you and Marty talk a lot about AEW, WWE, um, and of course, I think all, all the right. time about these old WWE guys that you announce are going all elite, and mm-hmm. could you, I, I just think, what if Vince McMahon suspended those guys as well that left and said, don't ever come back, we don't ever want you here. Granted, I doubt he does, but... It would be like, you know, speaking of that, it would be like with, like, Cody leaving for AEW to go to WWE. It would be like suspending him, like, oh, well, you never should have left to us in the first place. Um, you know, I give Cody Rhodes a lot of respect in the fact that he wrestled with a torn by... I mean, um, yeah, torn... God. A torn pectoral muscle. Yeah. Completely torn. But, yeah, it, it would be something like that, or, like, um, hmm. it'd be like if Tony Khan suspended somebody for going, like, to New Japan for wrestling. It, like, it would yeah. just, it just yeah. doesn't... Ring of Honor. Yeah, exactly. So, um... It just... It makes no sense, but I can kind of understand, because if you're... If you're signed under the PGA... But, and you're going for like another promotion. But you're not. Like, it's not even a promotion. It's a startup league. I mean, I just want to know more details other than the fact that it seems like the PGA Tour can't handle competition. It's. See, I feel like we would have to know more of like the business aspects of sports, like sports management, sports. You know, ownership to get their whole general concept of why stuff like that happens yeah. and they have to do it so more so than anything so, because as right. fans you see it like that makes absolutely no sense why don't you just let them do what they want then you also think about it well they're kind of obligated to golf under the PGA because they're currently under contract with the PGA and if you break your contract and Day, the contract is like you can only golf for the PGA, and you bring that contract to go golf for like a, another league. Then it kind of is justified, almost in the sense to get suspended for it. So I, it, it's, it's it's a tough situation. It really is. I feel like there's more into it that we don't know, and we're not gonna know unless we yeah. like are under like the management group and understand the whole gist of 
how contracts work at professional sports. So it's a member. It's a tough subject, subject to talk about with not really truly fully understanding the whole concept behind it. Yeah, so what I'm reading is basically what we're saying is that it's just butthurt PGA um, that can't handle competition. It looks like so there's a great divide between the players and the team, or the members and the management. So, Right. So I don't want to bring too much of, like, wrestling into the aspect. It's kind of like when, like, WWE wrestlers have signed under a WWE contract, mm -hmm. and that contract states that you can't wrestle for any other promotion, you can't wrestle in the indies, you can only wrestle for WWE. And if they say were to go somewhere else and compete, they could get suspended mm -hmm. indefinitely for that. This is the same exact thing that it seems like to me with a PGA. Mm -hmm. So, that's just the way that sports works. I, I don't know what else to say about it. Is there's not really much you can say. It, it's it's going to happen no matter what. See, I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm reading through some of these statements now, and it just doesn't add up. That's all I'm going to say is just, look, again, I, I stated I don't want to dive too deep into the politics, but we know Saudi mm -hmm. Arabia is... Uh, human rights violations we know they're not um they don't you know they're not very good with that but right you know if anything just outright say that just come up with that outright lie you know we don't want our players playing for um those playing for a league that's run by those who um you know, don't believe in basic human rights. Just outright say that. And then at least it would be, you know, well, there's more to the, you know, then we can sit here and question, well, there's more to the equation. Not just sit here and be like, oh, well, we're just, you know, saying it because they're butthurt and they can't handle competition. Um, but before I yeah. turn it over to you, I'm going to read off. So I just found all 17 names. Of course, Sergio Garcia, Taylor Gooch, Brandon Grace, Dustin Johnson, Matt Jones, Martin Kramer, Graham McDowell, Phil Mickelson, Kevin Na, Andy Ogletree, Louis Usen, I, I can't pronounce it, Turk Pettit, Ian Poulter, Charles Schwartzel, uh, um, Hudson Swafford, Peter Uline and Lee Westwood. Those are the 17 that are suspended or their memberships have resigned. Not to mention they resigned their memberships to join this league and they still suspended them. That'd be like me putting my two weeks in at work and then getting told you're fired the next day <laughs> with no probable cause. <laughs> so, but... I guess that's right. the best comparison now that we read the full story. Um, anyway, I'll turn it over to you. I spent enough time on this. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> um, before we get totally canceled, it's probably best we don't talk about what? it but much what, further what, than what that. Canceled? <laughs> what canceled? If anything, the PGA Tour will suspend us. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> who cares if they do? Um, I'm, I'm a 140 average. <laughs> Lord. It's all right. I don't play golf, so you can suspend me all you want, PGA. Um, so, yeah. 
Uh, Boston ends up taking game three, has a 2-1 lead, series lead. Of course, you know, we are recording on a Friday, so we don't know the true result of game four as of this recording. So by the time this goes up, game four would have already been decided. We don't know if it's going to be 3-1 series lead or 2-2 series tie. It could go either way. But right now, this has been a very good series. Surprisingly, Boston has been holding their own this whole entire playoff series. Um, you know, I, I've been saying it before. Say say if they do end up taking game four, I say they will take it in games in six games. But if the Golden State Warriors do somehow win this game, I'm saying it's going to go to seven. It all This game right here is the very pivotal game. This determines who is going to win the NBA Finals itself. Game four is very important. It's something that, you know, will determine who's going to truly win. Because if you look at it, Boston, if they win this game, they technically have the home field advantage. Well, it's I know it's the Golden State Warriors, but they kind of have the momentum heading on their side if they win this game because there will be two games in a row. You lose game five, and then you go to Boston game six, and you win it. See, yeah. if Golden State wins this game tonight, you know, of course, you know, wins game four, mm-hmm. heads into game five, and then Bentham's kind of on their side, but there's no guarantee that game six is going to be a victory. See, Now, if Boston somehow does win game four, it goes out 3-1, I'm probably... You know, Golden State, but, like, we've been in this situation before. we got to kind of, you know, see if we can try to do the reverse, where they were up 3-1 and lost to the, you know, Cleveland Cavaliers. Could, could the Warriors be like the 2016 Cavs and come back? Yeah, it, it's possible. We've seen it done in the NBA Finals before. That would put but, it into the 3-1 to one Warrior jokes. Yeah, exactly, it would. Um, but I just don't think that this is a Warriors team that looks all that complete right now. Not saying that, you know, they're not good and they don't deserve to be in the NBA Finals. It's just, I think Boston's a little bit more of the all-complete team right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, well, how much is... Can you- Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to add in as well. How much is Steph Curry's injury actually going to hold him back? Is going to be I the don't other question. I mean, it's on the injury itself, one and two. Steph Curry, uh, he finds a way. Yeah. Plus, plus, having Steph hurt, and, isn't it like it's going to really impact him that much? It all depends on how Clay Thompson plays, how Andrew Wiggins plays, how Draymond Green plays, how the rest. <laughs> if Draymond team Green play. can stay out of trouble, is more like yeah, it. I, I think oh, that's I the bigger bet. So, Draymond Green for through the first three games, a total of fifteen points. You want to know how many personal fouls? Fifteen. Fifteen personal fouls. Yeah. The whole entire yeah. NBA Finals. I will say this. If the Warriors lose this series, they need to release Draymond Green. Oh, yeah, I That's agree. I think my the cancer is in the team. I just think yeah. that his mouth is a lot bigger than his you paycheck and cash. And if I'm going to be honest, I think he's the reason that Kevin Durant is no longer on that roster. Oh, yeah. I'm I not, think he's yeah. 100%. Because, I mean, remember that year that he's like, we won without you, we'll win without you again. 
you know, <laughs> running his mouth to KD his contract year. Um, so, again, I've never liked Draymond, and personally, he uh, can I go be a cancer to another like roster. 2015, so it's all trade, right. Trade him oh. to Portland for Damian Lillard or something. Yeah, but the problem is is that Damian Lillard's a guard, so... I mean, you just play small ball. The Warriors are known for playing small ball, which... Well, you put Wiggins at the four, and you put uh, Damian Lillard at the at the three? Yeah. That'd be something. I mean, you could. I mean, either that or really trade him, either that or trade him to, like, Atlanta or, um, hell, even Utah. But I know you'll mention Utah in a little bit. I was about to say, yeah, I'm going to. So, um, right now I'd say the Boston Celtics are the favorites, but I think it's going to be a little bit of both. I think the Boston Celtics are the favorites, but yes, the Warriors will give yeah. them a run for their money. I'm going to say that as a both. I'm not going to say either or. I'm going to say it's going to be both. I think the Boston Celtics, from everything I see, mm-hmm. they are currently the favorites. They have like 80-something percent chance of winning the whole entire NBA Finals where the Warriors have like not even anywhere close to a chance from what I see. So Boston cl- clearly right now are the are, are the the overdogs. And then the Warriors are not used to being the underdog team right now. Mm-hmm. Especially after winning all the championships that they have in recent years. So to see them as the underdogs kind of seems surprising when this is the f- First time the Celtics have been in the finals since 2010. So, again, I I will state this. We've said it on the show throughout the postseason that last year we said the Warriors, quote, dynasty that everyone thinks that it is, is over. You know, we said it was all a sham, I believe. And, you know, they proved us wrong getting this far. But, you know... I thought it was done, and now I realize that it's just Draymond that's holding them back, I think. so. Right. Um, but I digress. Yeah, so I'm going to go on to my next topic. I, there's not really much I can say about this one. Yes, Kenny Atkinson, I have no idea who the hell he is. I don't know if he was an assistant coach or with anybody, but he's now the head coach of the Charlotte Hornets. All I know is he's got a lot on his plate to fix up this Charlotte Hornets team that has gone to the buy-in the last two years and lost both times. Mm -hmm. So, you have some decent stars, not going to say. You have Terry Rozier, you have LaMelo Ball. You can build around those stars, bring in pieces to help this team out, but if I'm Kenny Atkinson, I'm like, Oh, I have a lot that I need to get this team ready for to try to get out of, first off, out of the buy-in and hopefully into, like, a low playoff seat. Because if we can get, like, into, like, a six or seven, maybe you have a chance. But he has a lot of work at his hand, and I feel bad for him because if this is truly his first year as a head coach, it doesn't look very promising. To say in. So, uh, it sucked <sighs> that the Charlotte Horns couldn't have waited for a head coach. Because there's Jeez. one head coach that is stepping down. Quinn Schneider. Yeah. Charlotte, maybe you should have waited to try to go after this man for a head coach. Because at least he has, you know, the knowledge and knows what needs to be done to try to build a team together. So, 
He's planning on stepping down as the head coach of the Jazz. They had a rough run. They've put together a pretty good team. But the last few years, they just fell short every single time. This is a team that looks like it's championship ready. But every time it gets to the playoffs, it just falls a little yeah. short of that well, goal. Last year, I had said as well, if we're going to, since I love going back into history, um, did I not say <laughs> that if, um, you know, the Mavs botched this head coaching hire that Luca might want out? Yeah. Maybe we should flip that script. And I'm going to say that if they botch this head coaching hire for the Jazz, that I think um, Donovan Mitchell's going to want out. Oh, yeah. There, there's there's no doubt in my mind. Like, Rudy Gobert is still going to be under contract. Donovan Mitchell is going to be truly actually the free agent in this yeah. picture. So don't be surprised that Donovan Mitchell is going to be a big mm-hmm. name that a lot of teams are going to try to go after. And the same thing with Rudy Gobert. Don't be surprised if teams are going to try to trade for him because he's an up. He's a very good shot blocking center, and I think that he with a new team and a new system, I think that he can end up going back to being like the defensive player of the year again and all this other stuff and being a really good center. It's just the last few years he hasn't been playing like his true self. Um, the Jazz, don't get me wrong, they have some pretty good stars. But if you look at that team, Hassan Whiteside's set to be a free agent. Rudy Gobert could get traded. Donovan Mitchell could leave. If I'm, you know, if I'm a head coach looking at the Jazz, I'm looking at, like, you might have to seriously rebuild this team. Or if you do lose Donovan Mitchell and Hassan Whiteside, you only have really truly one um, all-star that you can build around, and that's Rudy Gobert, which is not a bad thing because, you know, being a former couple-time uh, defensive player of the year, you can build around defense and then just build off of a team like that. But you're, you're going to try everything you can to keep Donovan Mitchell happy and want to stay on that team. You want to try to keep Hassan Whiteside because he's another great shot-blocking center. And then you have also other aspiring pieces like Jordan Clarkson, um, Michael Conley, and the other you know players. Not saying that the Jazz aren't a bad team. I mean, they definitely, I think, are a good system and a good head coach away from actually being another, you know, no. threat in the in the West. But it just doesn't look very promising. Right now for the Jazz and everything else that's going on with that team. so It looks like it's going to be headed in the wrong direction. See, compared to the Mavs where they were just a hair off when they fired, or when um, Carlisle left. Yeah, where Carlisle got fired. You know, where they were a hair off. I mean, this is a different situation. And I feel, Maybe. and I feel more confident in saying that mm. Donovan Mitchell's gonna want out if things don't change, versus Luca wanting out if things don't get changed. Mm-hmm. So, my confidence changed there. I will say though, because I do want to go back to the Hornets' uh, head coaching situation for a second. Um, no, you're fine. One eighteen and one ninety career um, win-loss 
for Atkinson. One and four in the playoffs. So he lost in a five or he lost in a five or five in a best of seven. What makes him qualified to be a head coach? See, this is why I said it. I think the Charlotte Hornets should have waited to try yeah. to go after Quinn Schneider. Oh. They knew that they knew very well that he was available, but yet you still go after Michael Jordan doesn't know what the hell he's doing as a as an owner, and I'm just gonna say that put that out there right then and there. Ever since being the owner of the Charlotte Hornets, he's literally done absolutely nothing to help that team out at all, and it's it, it's sad for somebody that has been such a great NBA player, yeah, to being a very crappy head, me, uh, owner. And let me be clear: the NFL or the NBA and the teams are gonna forever regret the day that they let Becky Hammond walk to the WNBA to get a head coach. Oh, I agree. They're forever <laughs> going to regret that decision, okay? Because frankly, and personally, if I was the Hornets, I would have brought her in for an interview. And if I'm the Jazz, I would actually consider that as well as a means if it's going to keep Donovan Mitchell in the league, I would bring her in. And I was going to say, if there's any head coach that could possibly get another chance at the NBA as a head coach, is Derek Fisher, who get, just got fired as the Sparks head coach in the WNBA. I don't buy that one. <laughs> I don't buy I that. Know. I, was just, I was just poking fun at it. <laughs> but Becky Hammond, though, I, I hate it for her because she absolutely deserved a head coaching gig. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, you know, I'll leave it at that. Okay, I'll just leave it at that. Um, I, I've said my piece about the coaching situations and diversity. Um, you can go back to previous episodes and see it, but I will say that it should have been considered for Becky Hammond. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. Um, you know, but I'll leave it at that. Go back and watch our older episodes if you want to know my true thoughts on the Rooney Rule and um, all that bullshit. <laughs> so, um, anyway, we're going to take our break, I think. Um, yeah. So, when we come back, we'll talk the contract extensions, um, some names circulating in the NFL news, and then we got Tinkle on that. So, we'll be back in just a moment. Here we go. We start with the contract extensions. Um, of course, Hunter Renfro has inked a new deal. Two years, $32 million, $21 million guaranteed. Um, you did it. Ah, oh, man. So I guess I'll let you start with your thoughts here. Honestly, I think he did a lot last year to help out this uh, Las Vegas Raiders team to get into the playoffs. I mean... Look at he was he, he was a very streaky receiver, yeah. you know, right out of the slot. I think he deserves a contract yeah. extension. Um, he's the right player for it. I really think that the Raiders can do halfway decent. I think they're going to be a better team than they were last year. And then, and you want to know why? Because there's one man that's going to be on the one side that's going to help them out big time, and that man is Devontae Adams. I really do think that Devontae Adams will help Carr out a lot. I mean, Adams catches a lot of a lot of nasty-looking passes, 
So, because look at how many times he's helped out Aaron Rodgers out of a lot of situations. I think he's going to help Carr out in a lot of situations too. Ones that Carr might not be happy about trying to get out of, but I think Adams is going to be somebody that's going to help him win a lot of games. So, to have him and Hunter Renfro and a lot of other ones, um, I think that it's something that will be beneficial for the Raiders going forward. So, I don't know what you think about that. You know, he did have a career year. I will admit that. Um, of course, 1,000 yards, um, 103 receptions, um, 9 touchdowns. It was without a doubt a career year. He's played the last two seasons really without getting hurt. So I think it's a good deal. And I don't think, you know, it, I it's think there's really more to, for money either. There's if you think more about to it. build off of, I guess, with that. It. It's not like it's. Mm-hmm you know, a break the bank deal. But I will say this is all going to happen just for the Raiders to finish fourth in the division behind the Broncos, the Chargers, and the Chiefs. Sorry. Who knows? Who knows? This could be the first time that we see a whole entire division get into the playoffs. We'll see. I don't have faith. You never know. Not with Josh McDaniels. We're going to talk about Heaver NFL. Um... Yeah, we'll probably have an no, NFL show later. Show. Um, but of course, we'll talk yeah. more about it. But we Let's... thought about it last year. We thought it was going to be the NFC West last year, and it wasn't. Yeah. We were totally yeah. wrong about it. We do. Who's have... to say this isn't the year that ends up happening where a whole entire division gets into the playoffs? Well, that AFC West is so heavily loaded, so it wouldn't shock me. But again, we'll talk about it later. Um, but speaking mm-hmm. of the NFC West, two players on the Rams just got the biggest contracts that you can imagine. And makes me wonder, you know, the, there was that huge thing last year where everyone was debating is pigeons, pigeons aren't real because of some stupid TikTok. I don't have TikTok. I don't care about it. Um, but now I, now I think the bigger question is, is the salary cap real? Because Cooper Cup... And Aaron Donald both think two big deals. Um, Cooper Cups is three years, eighty million, seventy-five million guaranteed. Unfortunately, it doesn't put him anywhere in the realm of the highest-paid wide receiver. Um, and then, which honestly, after the year that he had, I, I think that's just like a slap in the face. Yeah, but he also said he didn't care to be the biggest-paid receiver. He wanted to stay with the Rams. You know what? I so, respect that. Which I really I, do. I respect. And, you know, Tyree Kill, you can take some lessons from that. Huh. Um, huh. Let's see. Even have some fun trying to throw yeah, catch passes from yeah, a left Ty- and a quarterback, well, too. But you because well, Tyree Kill, not for nothing, he's the highest paid wide receiver, and he's not even in the realm of the close, or not even in the realm of being the top wide receiver in the NFL, the best one. Right. Um, so that's all I'm going to say about that. Aaron Donald, though, this one is well, well-deserved. Three years, $95 million. It is fully guaranteed. He is the highest-paid non-quarterback in the history of the NFL. Um, so I guess we kind of gave our thoughts, but I guess we'll continue going on that. 
Um, look at what he's done in his whole entire career. If you look at all the things that he has accomplished, yeah, it's very well deserved of what, uh, what he's got contract wise. Um, it was said all along that he was set to retire if he didn't end up getting a contract extension. The Rams were like, hell no, we're not ready for you to retire anytime yet. So this was a deal that they had to get done because you can't lose one of the best pass rushers in the whole entire NFL right now. Yeah. Especially a team that said, we want to run it back for 2022. Well, they kind of kept true to that promise. Yeah, mm-hmm. you lost some pieces, but you also kept a majority of the pieces that helped you win that championship for last year. So, and also yeah. you brought in some yeah. other good talent, you know, Allen Robinson too. So, this is a team that very well could be in the in the Super Bowl yet again this year. So, yeah, we'll see. Mind, he's only missed two games in his career. He's got two hundred and thirty, I believe, sacks. 230 sacks. He's assisted on a... Or no, wait, he's got 85 and a half sacks. I'm sorry. Solo tackles, he's got 230. So I misread that. Again, he, you know, he was flirting, I believe, with Strahan's record a couple years ago. I think it was so, this past season that he was flirting with it. 2018 is what this says. So, you know, this is a guy who's unguardable. So I I do believe I like this contract for Aaron Donald, um, but where are the Rams going to get the money for it in terms of the cap? That's the big question. Um, uh, find that out the hard way in the next few years. They'll find it out when they have to start cutting some paychecks, which I think Stafford and Cup will do just to continue the success. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe Aaron Donald will. Who knows? Um, I feel like he kind of. The way he went about it, saying, oh, well, I'm content retiring if you're not going to give me the money. You know, I'll admit that was a little bit bad, but again, he does deserve the money. And Cooper Cup, you know, he's had a good year. We saw what Cooper Cup was capable of, even with um, Jared Goff as his quarterback. Mm -hmm. So that one, honestly, I can agree with. That was a really good deal. But, um... All this bright spot. Well, actually, let me skip over the bad news. And let's, just for a moment, because we did forget one thing. I did add it while you were talking about Hunter Renfro. Bill Walton <laughs> will be buying the Denver Broncos, of course. That's a shame. <laughs> so now we can call him the Walmart Broncos. Because if you don't know Bill Walton, um, he is the CEO of Walmart right mm-hmm. now. Um and this one's shocking because I think everyone had Jeff Bezos, the the penis rocket man, on the radar. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to let that one. Oh, okay. I I, I'm, I was about to do a that's what she said moment, so I'll stop there. But I will say, um, man, this is getting a, like a really raunchy show right here. But, um. I think everyone thought Jeff Bezos was going to be the one to buy an NFL franchise. So this one was shocking. Um, so now Bill Walton beats his um, competitor, of course, Amazon CEO, former Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos. 
Um, and it's rumored that Bill Walton will also bring on Peyton Manning, either in an advisory role or a minority owner role. And, you know, what I will say is I think that's a better option than having John Elway in the front office if mm-hmm. I'm the Broncos because Peyton Manning, the Manning family live and breathe football. And they've done so much um, for the game and will continue to help grow the game into the future. After the kind of seasons that he, you know, Peyton Manning has had in Denver, mm-hmm. it makes a hell of a lot of sense to have him in as an advisor and minority owner because he knows exactly what yeah. it takes to, yeah. you know, lead his team into, you know, greatness and a championship and stuff like that. So. Yeah, it would be beneficial to bring him in with the knowledge that he has at his disposal mm-hmm. to help this team for the future. Because right now, you look at the quarterback situation. Oh, well, actually, well, the quarterback situation now for the Denver Broncos is yeah. really good. You bring well, in Russell, Russell Wilson. But Russell Wilson wants to be the highest paid NFL quarterback right now. <laughs> Who the hell doesn't want to be the highest paid quarterback right now? Like, let's let, let, let's just be honest I won't, here. I won't bring up MVPs with Russell Wilson because let's face it, Russell Wilson's gotten screwed out of a couple of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I will bring this up, <laughs> and again, I have to critique because this is what this platform's about. Um, so, Russell Wilson does deserve to be in the realm of highest paid quarterback. Yeah. 100%. I think you ignore the last couple seasons in Seattle because we know Pete Carroll right. royally screwed him. Um, but <sighs> top over Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen right now and arguably Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. I don't see that being a good idea in any sense, at least not yet. Now, before we continue anything like that, if you look at Denver Broncos, you see him, you see the kind of team that they have. I mean, maybe they don't have, you know, the greatest team around. Do you kind of see somewhat of a resurgence out of Russell Wilson and having him kind of, Having a good year, or do you think that he's going to have a step back? You know, you played in the NFC for so many years. Now you're playing in the AFC. Are we going to see a rescinding back of Russell Wilson? Or are we going to see a step forward for Russell Wilson? Because right now, if I'm thinking about it, I think we're going to get a step back for Russell Wilson because it doesn't go you know, for much years, back. You've had so many great players around Russell Wilson. Huh. This. This year, yeah, you have Jerry Judy, you have um, Sutton, you have but decent other players. I think you're going to see a step back. I just don't think that he's going to have the same success in the Broncos than he did with the I Seattle like, Again, I, I want to save the greater detail for September, but I will say mm-hmm. it doesn't go much further back than last year. Last year, I think for Russell Wilson... You know, ignoring the stats was an all-time low for mm-hmm. him. So, I think he's hit the basement. 
And, you know, you hear about crashing through the, you know, shattering the ceiling. Mm -hmm. You can't shatter the basement. You can only dig through it. And I don't think he can dig any further down than he's gone in terms of regression. So now I think he can only go up from here. I look at it from a half glass, you know, glass half full mentality. Um, I think he'll do better than what he did last year. So, um, but Um, there is one guy who will dig his way further down than the basement. (laughs) And as a Chargers fan, we all know that's Dean Spanos. Um, so Dean Spanos, of course, last year it was rumored he was in debt. Um, last offseason, there was the debt rumors. This offseason now, we got family ties. And um, Dean Spanos was sued by his sister, Dia Spanos. Um, his brother was also sued. Um, I don't know what role his brother has in the franchise. But um, they, he was sued by his sister for misogynistic behavior and repeated breaches of his family wills. And of course, um, Dia Spanos, in a statement, had said that Dean's mentality is men are in charge and women should shut up. Um, so last year I argued that that should have been the end of Dean Spanos being in debt. I sure hope that the NFL looks at this, because let me put it this way. I'm a Chargers fan, so that's why I'm going to just get this out real quick before I let you give your thoughts here. Um, I'm not going to jump the bandwagon because we have a rotten owner. I'm not going to jump the bandwagon for that. Okay, because the last thing I need to hear is, oh, Brian's a bandwagoner, you know. Couldn't stand the heat. Look, what Dean Spanos has done with this franchise is lousy. He is the worst owner in the game outside of Dan Snyder. Okay? He's the second worst owner out of them. I sure hope that the NFL is looking at this and quits, you know, holding on to Jerry Jones' uh, belt buckle there and finally just says, you know what, Dean, Dan, get out. We're done with you. We're selling your franchises. You know, like um, like they did with that Clippers owner who had made the racist statements. Okay. Right, before it was Steve Ballmer that bought the team. Yeah. yeah. I hope they do something very similar to this because, you know what, it, it's time for change. And again, I'm not, you know... um. And this is just based on the history of Dean Spanos, okay? He's ruining the Chargers franchise. And he's done so for years. I want to see Jeff Bezos buy him. So we can have the Amazon Chargers and have the uh, Walmart Broncos now. <laughs> I'm kidding. Not not for that aspect, but for other reasons. But Who knows? Anything could happen, honestly. Um... In, in a world that we live in right now, saying statements like that, just, it's not alright. That's caveman mentality. One. And two, um, you have every right to get sued by your own sibling for having that kind of mentality. And it's it's not 
it's not okay in no. any sports program to have a or, mentality like or that. Or for the breach of the will. And wouldn't the breach of a will be an illegal... Wouldn't that be a crime, technically, that could put him behind bars? Yeah, it can. I'd imagine it would be. And honestly, I hope the NFL does the right, right. thing and puts him behind bars and forces him to sell the team. Because anything else at this point would be better with them just keeping him on the team as the owner. It's going to be a distraction. You have a lot of background. It's going to be a lot of distractions for this team if he does stay. Hmm. And I just don't think it's you know, fair to all these players and all the players that they brought in for a team that should be in aspirations to compete for a championship this, is, this current this coming season. So this is what I, I, I about that. Speaking of, so I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, you're but good. um, this is what I hate about this because the Chargers are arguably a top three team in the in the AFC this season, or they're expected to be top five. That is right. a guarantee. I think they're expected to be top five in mm-hmm. the AFC. Um, now there's the power struggle, not in the GM office, but in the higher office. Mm-hmm. The owner office. The right? owner office. Now there's that power struggle. Now you've got statements coming out about him saying that women don't belong in you know, front office decisions, they should shut up. Um, very 1950s kind of behavior, you know, like very early 1900s behavior. And, you know, um, Neanderthal is, I think, the word I was looking for, not caveman, but Neanderthal thinking. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be shocked if things, you know, because obviously there's going to be more that comes out about this. This is not the end of it by any means. I wouldn't be shocked to see players actually decide, you know what? I don't want to be here. I don't want to work for this guy. I want to trade. Because now you might get that, where you get players that band together. Because I believe that's what happened with the Clippers when... Um, ball before Balmer ended up buying them, is that players were threatening not to play for the Clippers? Yeah, it, so I mean that was also a while ago. So I, I think you're right. I think that's what exactly yeah. was happening it, with that. Look, I mean, I had said for years that NASCAR, or I'd said for the last few months that NASCAR and the NFL, in terms of diversity, are the worst. As far as American sports, NASCAR's made more progress than the NFL. And learning mm-hmm. statements like this between Dan Snyder and Dean Spanos, uh, this really sets the NFL. I mean, granted, the NFL's setting themselves back lately, but mm-hmm. now this just, like, that step up, it's like they tripped over a rug in the, on the stairs and then just fell all the way back down to the basement. Right. Okay. I have an obsession with basements today. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's my thoughts on that. And that's, um, so on to the next thing. And it seems like NBC has come from being one of the best primetime football 
programs. And now it seems like they're trying to make it unwatchable. <laughs> um, so Drew Brees has announced he will be leaving NBC Sports. I assume it's to spend more time with his family. I believe that's the statement I read. Um, so they've already announced his replacement on Friday, and his replacement will be none other than the Clapper, Jason Garrett. <sighs> I don't like Jason. I don't think either of us like Jason Garrett. But let's just say this. This makes no sense. They've got Tony Dungy on the show. I assume Jason Garrett will be joining from the stu- from the Connecticut studio. Um so now you got Maria Taylor's the host. You've got Coach Tony Dungy. Now you got Coach Jason Garrett. Where are the players in the pregame show? <laughs> I don't know. In the booth, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. To me, what would make up a great pregame show, as well as a great booth, if you want to go with the three-man booth, is it should be the host, a coach, and a former player. So that way you get the best of all worlds there. Now you got a Hall of Fame coach in every respect for Tony Dungy. You got a mediocre coach... In Jason Garrett, and I'm sorry, that's the best way to describe him is mediocre. Um, you know, I just think NBC is trying everything they can to ruin their football package. So, yeah, they, they kind of seem to be. Um, you know. There are so many good former players that could be great analysts if given the chance. And we're just going to go with the guy who couldn't coach his way out of a paper bag in Dallas. And ultimately... And to the Giants and does it. To be fair, the Giants were a dumpster fire. I know. And even more so with Joe Judge as the head coach. Mean, but anyway, I think that's all we got for this. So let's go on to tinkle on this. Um, we talked about Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald. Well, they went to um, Sean McVay's wedding this past weekend, and Cliff Kingsbury was invited to the wedding. The Arizona Cardinals head coach. Um, well, Cliff Kingsbury decided, well, there's no days off when it comes to the offseason. So, why not shoot my shot? Cliff Kingsbury goes up to Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup to try to recruit them out of L.A. Not necessarily to Arizona, but to try to get them to leave L.A. Um, Kingsbury um, went up to them and basically said, stop making the, or stop taking the McVay discount and hold out for a while. (laughs) (laughs) um let's just say um based on this week's contracts that came out he failed pretty miserably (laughs) 
Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> Cliff. <laughs> For that. Tinkle on, on this, that. man. Come on. And suck it off. You don't go to another man's wedding that you got invited to and try to recruit his players. That's just bull. It's just not right. <laughs> next, he's going to go. What's next? He's going to go to their training camp and then try to recruit Sean McVay's wife? Okay. Okay. Oh. Now that would draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but that's just funny. I was going to say, Sean McVay is not just winning on the football field. He's winning in life, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but Dude, his face is hot as hell, and he's doing everything in his power to I keep plead, on winning on and off the field. And that's the that. I, I, I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. But anyway, <laughs> um, so programming note, there is no out of turn four this week. Um, there's no races next weekend, so we figured it's a good weekend to take off. It's kind of the only weekend that we don't have IndyCar or NASCAR coming mm-hmm. up because NASCAR decided to only have one off week this whole year. So, no out of turn four, but Jason, what's coming up on No Final Bell? Yeah, kind of crazy stuff. Um, we are currently the, the world champion is hurt. Um, hopefully, a new you know he will be back. We have a brand new championship. The All-Atlantic Championship will be crowned at Forbidden Door which will be happening later this month. Um, and we have a lot of other guys that are looking into, you know, building into Forbidden Door. Um, it, it, it's some crazy stuff. Um, you know, we got an injured world champion that's out. Um, we have other guys looking for, for title opportunities. We have a very big triple threat ladder match is going to be happening at road rager next wednesday so definitely keep a watch on no final bell as we talk about um you know the road to forbidden door which is in chicago sold out chicago um sold out in chicago united center which is a very big venue to have for both um companies new japan pro wrestling and also all of the wrestling um there's going to be a lot of talent that's going to be there, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm really hoping that, you know, with bringing the new title, that it's going to help, you know, see a little bit more stuff in all elite wrestling. And then also, come on, please, CM Punk, come back stronger than ever. Um, I'm really pulling that, you know, you're not going to be out for too long, but... Um, of course, you know, I would say what's on turn, out of turn four, but you said there's um, going to be no out of turn four this week at all. But I do want to just give a shout out. Thanks to those who on YouTube. So, um, I don't usually like sharing viewership on air, but, um, thank you to the 15 that viewed that show. Of course, I feel like, you know, I feel like I worked pretty hard on, I, I, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but, um, we did do... I, I released my top five IndyCar free agents this past week. Of course, I talked last week on this show about how IndyCar's offseason really kind of just is insane. So, 
of course, two of the biggest stories came out. There's another rumored story right now, which, of course, is going to have to wait a week. Um, and actually, I think that's best because we want to see how this materializes. Um, but, again, thanks to all who viewed it this week. Um, I hate taking week off, weeks off, but I feel like with there being kind of a lull right now in the season that this is the best chance to kind of just take a week, sit back, relax, and we'll be back stronger than ever in a few weeks. But um, be sure to tune in, though, to No Final Bell this Wednesday um, around 5 p.m. Eastern. And then, of course, we'll be back here next Sunday with another edition of Sunday Morning Tinkle. We might have an NBA champion by then. Yeah, I'm um, pretty sure we will. And <laughs> we will for sure have the Stanley Cups set, whether it's the Rangers or the Lightning playing the Avalanche. So we hope you'll tune in. We'll have that coming your way. Until then, goodbye, everyone.